Well, we continue through our uh, epistle to the Romans, St. Paul's epistle to the Romans. And uh, yesterday, uh, St. Paul spoke about uh, two things that I should mention as he says... um, Actually, let me look at it real quick here. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And then he says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And the question that we're addressing here is, we've we've learned a lot about grace and uh, salvation, so forth and so on, and talked about the moral life of the Christian. But now there is a kind of a question, how do we subjectively know that we're in a state of grace? Okay, how do we know that we actually have that life of God dwelling in us? And um, what St. Paul is teaching us here, you can see two main indicators. Uh, one, it says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And that's the, the Spirit testifies along with us. And that's, you cry out, Abba, Father. So there are certain indications, subjective experiences, um, feelings even, that we can have that might be indications that we're in the state of grace. So, for example, do we do we enjoy hearing the Word of God? Do we enjoy listening to the Word of God? Do we enjoy thinking about the Word of God? Do we enjoy reading the Word of God? Um, do we enjoy prayer? Are we attracted to prayer? These sorts of subjective feelings that we have, these attractions, um, those are legitimate things we can look to, to have some kind of an idea uh, that we're in God's grace. But by far, the most important thing, and it makes all of those other uh, indications that have to do with, that are experiential or have, are based on feelings, by far the most important thing, it makes all the kind of feeling things that look like, um, you know, not super important, is is St. Paul says those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And what he's speaking about here, being led by the Spirit of God, is, is the Spirit the principle of your moral life? Is it the main leader of your decisions and actions? And are you living a holy life? Okay, according to the Spirit of God. That's really what it is. And so we have... Everything we, we've learned since we were children about the examination of conscience. We should examine our conscience. Are you aware of having committed any serious sin? If you're not aware of any of committing any serious sin and you are, to the best of your knowledge and the best of your ability, you're obeying God's commandments and the commandments of the church, then you can have a good certainty that you are in a state of grace. But it's not a, an absolute certainty. Um, for example... We have a certainty that Christ rose from the dead. It's an absolute certainty. That's an that's a certainty of faith, and we don't have that kind of certainty when it comes to the on the uh, question of whether or not I individually am in God's grace. We look to those subjective feelings. We look first and foremost, most especially above all, to an examination of conscience in our moral life. Are we being led by the Spirit of God? Um, and uh, and we have a we have an assurance, but it's not the certainty that we have um, that's comparable to the certainty of faith. 
And so what we have here is a kind of a mystery. Grace is a mystery. St. Paul has been teaching us about grace from the beginning of Romans up into this point. And uh, it's, it's, very, uh, it's very mysterious. Um, and this is what we have in today's reading. And is that, and I'll focus on this one line where St. Paul says, um, creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God, revelation of the children of God. And so the certainty that we are, the absolute certainty that we are sons and daughters of God has yet to be revealed. It will be revealed to the whole world. It will be revealed to us, but it's not yet. And so we have this distant horizon that we hope for. And so this is where the virtue of hope comes in. We hope to attain to heaven. We hope to be revealed as one of those sons or daughters of God. Uh, But in this life, there's a kind of a mystery to it. And uh, this is where we have our gospel today, where Christ talks about the kingdom of God being like leaven, and uh, the woman hides it in the dough. You see it's hidden, and it kind of works invisibly. And then it results in the loaf of bread, in the, in the fully leavened loaf of bread. But that's a process, and it's mysterious and unseen, and it won't be fully manifest until the world to come. And I'll leave you with a, a, what I find to be a very powerful um, parable about this, uh, that some people are in a state of grace, uh, and others are not in this world. Sometimes it's kind of difficult to really know that. Uh, but it will be revealed in the future, and that's what we hope for. So this is from the Shepherd of Hermas, which is a, a very, very ancient writing. Um, could be as early as the late first century or sometime during the second century. Extremely early writing. And uh, in it, the author has got this experience of a vision. This angel is showing him all of these parables. And so... This is what he says. He showed me many trees without leaves, which appeared to me to be as if dry or dead, for they were all alike. And he said to me, Do you see these trees? Yes, sir, I, and I see that they are all alike and dry and apparently dead without leaves. And he answered me and said, These trees which you see are they who dwell in this world, in this present age. Why then, said I, are they, as it were, dry and all alike? Because, said he, in this world, neither righteous nor sinners are apparent, but all are alike. For this world is winter for the righteous, and they are not apparent, though they are living with sinners." For just as in the winter the trees which have shed their leaves are alike, and it is not apparent which are dry and which are alive, so in this world neither the righteous nor the sinners are apparent, but all are alike. He showed me again many trees, some budding and some withered, and said to me, Do you see these? And I said to him, I see some budding and some withered. These trees which are budding are the righteous who are destined to live in the world to come. For the world to come is summer for the righteous, but winter for the sinners. When therefore the mercy of the Lord shall shine, then the servants of God shall be made plain. 
and all men shall be made apparent.